welcome back to One Last Thought, Bedtime Stories for Grown-Ups. Tonight's reading comes from How to Write Clearly, the brand new book by Tom Albrighton. So brand new, it's out today as I record this. So available now, if you go into the show notes, the link is there. And this is on metaphors. A metaphor is a comparison between one thing and another. When you use a metaphor, you tell the reader the thing is that thing. The word metaphor literally means carry across because meaning is carried between the two things. For example, if you write, our new app is a tool to tackle many everyday office tasks, you're saying the app is like a physical tool, like you'll find in a toolbox. Now, the two things aren't alike in every way, just certain ways. You can't use an app to fix a leaky tap. But readers understand the basic idea. The app is handy and it helps with lots of different jobs. Metaphors are more than figures of speech. They're part of how we think. You can use them to teach your reader new things or show them new perspectives. You lead your reader to a window where they can get a different view of the world outside. Take the internet. In reality, it's a network of computers, but we usually understand it in terms of space, travel and distance. For example, we talk about going online. Back in the 90s, we travelled the World Wide Web by surfing or riding the information superhighway. But these days, we'll probably just visit a site. When we arrive at a landing page, we navigate some pages until we decide to leave. If we have our own domain on the web, we might direct traffic to it to create a user journey. Even a bookmark, which seems unrelated, is still a way of keeping our place. These spatial metaphors help us to make sense of the web. They turn something we can't see or touch into something solid and real. And if we're new to the digital realm, they explain something we don't know about in terms of something more human and more familiar from our everyday lives. Metaphors are woven so deeply into the way that we think that we use them almost without realising. For example, when we talk about getting into a subject, we're thinking of it as a container, a building or an area. When we say a long time, back then or going forward, we equate time with distance. And when we talk about building, damaging or repairing a relationship, we're framing it as a physical possession. So far, so good. But metaphors are more than just transparent windows on the world. They also shape what the reader sees. For example, the idea of cyberspace implies freedom of movement. We should be free to go wherever we want in the digital world, but it's not quite that simple. Phrases like web traffic and superhighway remind us that even a digital landscape has its infrastructure and that we might need the government to maintain it or that the individual freedoms we enjoy must be balanced with the greater good. Also, for many people, going online is not at all like walking down the street. In the UK, around 17% of the population lack the skills and confidence to use the internet and 7% have never been online at all. For them, the internet is not a wide open highway, but a tightly bolted door. So remember that every metaphor you use will highlight some aspects while putting others in the shade. And those other things might be important, at least for some of your readers. Metaphors evoke emotions in the reader as well as ideas. When you use a metaphor, you say to the reader, feel about this as you feel about that. 
when Stevie Wonder sang You Are the Sunshine of My, of my Life, he wasn't talking about light or warmth, but how, about how someone made him feel. Sometimes the emotion is universally positive. If you talk about a new medical treatment offering a ray of hope for patients, the image of sunshine through the clouds probably won't upset anybody. However, emotions can also work against you, depending on what your reader thinks and feels. For example, if you write something like, the new funding will be a shot in the arm for our publicity campaign, your reader might be encouraged by the thought of an energy boost, yet still put off by the mental image of an injection. Metaphors can also affect how readers respond to what you write. Researchers at Stanford asked people to suggest ideas for how to fight crime in a fictional city. However, each group was told about the problem with a different metaphor. Those who had read about a virus infecting the city suggested cures like social reform. Others, who were given a description of a beast preying on the city, suggested hunting criminals down. Two metaphors determined how people framed the problem of crime, which in turn affected the solutions they proposed. So while metaphors are ways of seeing and thinking, they can shape the reader's reactions too. Every metaphor you use is a detour from the straight and narrow. When you use one, you're talking about something that is not real, even if it's only for one sentence. So while metaphors may make your writing more colourful, they won't necessarily make it clearer. Metaphors mean that your reader has to think about two ideas instead of one, and that might not help them understand. The reader only has so much cognitive currency to spend. They might be rushed, distracted or confused when they read, or they might be a less able reader. So whatever metaphor you use, you need to balance the benefits of the metaphor against the cost of using it to make sure it justifies its cost in brain power. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.